0: All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise. Just three average guys being above average GMs. And if you are worried about your franchise, we will let you know how to fix it. That's all there, That's all there is about that. As always, I'm Adam Dirty, I got Big Tug here with me, and I got the mastermind behind it all, Coach Red over here as well, and he's live in the building today, guys, so you don't got to worry about that delay or any technical difficulties, because that will happen to the best of us, because, you know, we're just three average guys, but when it comes to GMs, we're better. Yeah, you think we can afford high-speed internet? No, we're just like you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so today we are covering the miami dolphins shout out to the dolphins shout out to miami if you're a fan out in miami you you know want us to come down there and shoot an episode live and you want to put us up in your airbnb we are so down for that so shout out to miami dolphins like always i'm gonna kick it over to coach red and let him let you guys know what he thinks the dolphins are going right now
1: and to piggyback off uh, dirty there at the real coach, Red DM me the info for the flight and Airbnb. <laughs> we will we will make our way out there. Uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, right on the precipice of making the playoffs last year, went uh, dual quarterback most of the year with Fitzmagic and Tua. With Fitzmagic leaving and them uh, trading back, then trading back up. Uh, yesterday, it looks like Tua is their is their guy of the future it has to be so with that they've got a pretty stout defense they can create big pressure their defensive backfield corners overall standouts byron jones Xavier howard bringing in justin coleman to play the slot i mean their defense is going to be their strong point point. one of the things they lacked was offensive weapons they addressed that in some form or fashion by bringing bringing in will fuller on a one-year deal although he's still gonna be serving a suspension or one to two games, shit is, is the big pickup. But the one thing that they still have is a lot of draft capital. Two picks in the first, two picks in the second. And if they really want to make that next step forward, they really need to draft with a porpoise.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know where to go after that.
1: Dad's Unite.
2: Dad jokes Unite.
1: <laughs> There in our flip flops
2: and sandals down the southeast. Right. Oh, boy. All right. Everyone is full aware of all of the movement going on with the Dolphins organization. We are trading back and trading back up. Traded the three, uh, third overall pick to the 49ers. Clearly, they wanted a quarterback more than anybody else. And then we're sitting real pretty at number 12 when we decide to trade back up to number six. 20
1: minutes, later.
2: 20 minutes later. So clearly they have their eyes and heart set on either Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. I don't think it's Jalen Waddell or or devonta smith it's it's pitts or chase they've got their heart set on it i mean i don't see it any other way if if they if they were stuck on sewell they would have stayed at three there's no reason they have all the confidence in the world that there's four quarterbacks going in the top four they know the bengals need sewell more than they need a, a wide receiver or a tight end and so they're moving up to six with a lot of confidence that one of those two guys will be there.
0: And one thing I just want to touch on is the Tua thing. Um, And I like that they decided not to keep that spot and get a quarterback because that's kind of what the position that they were at was going to be. So I think that was a smart move because Tua, I mean – he had his shining moments, and I feel like he's still got that fire. Like he's still got something to prove, and he's a very capable top-tier athlete as far as quarterbacks go. I mean, he might not have the best accuracy. He has more accuracy than anything else. Yeah. He's accurate.
2: He's not. A, he's not a runner. He's not dynamic.
0: Dynamic. That's that's, that's exactly the word runner. I was looking for. He's not. As dynamic as you might want to be your franchise quarterback to be. But there's been quarterbacks who aren't dynamic. I don't know. He's got a few rings on his finger. (laughs) It's old Tom Brady, and he is not a dynamic quarterback as far as like, you know, that Cam Newton, Kyler Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson kind of athleticism.
1: It's funny you bring up Russell Wilson because early in Russell Wilson's career, he was a game manager, and that's really what Tua was when he came into the starting lineup. But the one thing that Russell Wilson had early in his career was a lights-out defense. And I think that the Dolphins are right there yeah, on being that, that yeah. lights-out defense. Like I said, their their cornerback their position is stellar. All-pro and Xavier Howard. You paid a boatload of money for uh, Byron Murphy. Took kid last year out of Auburn as well to play corner. And then you just signed Justin Jefferson, who slots in perf- – or not Justin Jefferson, Coleman. Justin Coleman to slot perfectly into that slot cornerback position. Don't have Kyle Vanoy, who I thought was a good piece for him last year, because they get very – with Brian Flores being a defensive-minded guy coming from the Patriots, they get very exotic in their defenses. They're very good at creating pressure in a variety of ways. So, really, what you're doing is you're not asking Tua right now. You just need him to progress. I mean, before last year, and you see the shoot-up of Joe Burrow, you see Justin Herbert get, get a little bit more credit. But before that, everyone was tanking for Tua. I mean, you have one mediocre year, and everyone just wants to throw him out with the bathwater. But, I mean, he's a guy that all you need him to do is be – Well, you're talking about breaking hips, so I figured let's go old
2: school. Everyone knows that the Dolphins need an edge rusher pretty bad. But while we're on the subject of making life easy for Tua, follow me down this rabbit trail. All right, you've got the sixth overall pick. You're getting Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, correct? I think you go wide receiver jamar saying. chase there you go all right think about these weapons you got at this point you got Tua. he's slinging the ball to Devonte parker jamar how chase like,
1: how would left-handed
2: left-handed <laughs> gunslinger i mean if i had to call it a gunslinger i'd call it a gunslinger um you've got Devonte parker on one side you've got gasicki playing tight end you've got will fuller stretching the field you throw jamar chase in that you've got a Very dynamic receiving core. I like that. All right. How do you like this then? You've got the 18th overall pick. Why not just grab up Najee Harris? Then you've got Tua's got a stable of every single skill position on his team of very, very good players. Yeah, you do need an edge rusher. Are there better edge rushers? That I mean, are you looking that early to draft? maybe a quiddy pay possibly, but if you're trying to make two life easy, give him the best that you can. You can find another edge rusher
1: in the second round. No love for the UW backfield there down in Miami no. went from, went from the Pacific North North fresh down to <laughs> South beach, no, all gas, no breaks, mile Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed. I mean, the one thing is, is they both give you two different types of runners. Miles Gaskin's a little undersized, but he always tends to fall forward. Got a little banged up last year, but they signed, they traded for Matt Breda. And when Gaskin went down, they decided to get Salvon Ahmed off the scrap heap from the 49ers as an undrafted free agent. And the kid went out and balled. I mean, he had a couple games over 100 yards. And Miles Gaskin could be that game changer a little bit too. He's a little shifty, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. But I wouldn't rule out getting that stable running backs. I mean, three guys, if you have three guys in the backfield that you can rely on, if is having a little bit of a struggle, being able to just road great and get some yards on the ground is never a bad option in today's NFL. There, I mean, who's their the, catching back right now? That's Miles Gaskin. Okay. He, he's, he's, he's a smaller guy, he's their early down back. But he can catch the ball in the backfield and sell on Ahmed is kind of.
0: Right
1: and Ahmed can do the same thing. They're, they're not that bell cow type backs, and that's kind of how they were never that way last year. I mean, they went into the season with Jordan Howard as the number one, and he quickly got supplanted because his, speaking of old people down in Florida, Jordan Howard's <laughs> knee couldn't hold up for more than a quarter of the season. So, Miles Gaskin, who was a seventh round pick the year before, ended up being their, their lead guy. And then when he got banged up, I mean, Ahmed was the guy behind him, both UW guys year after year. So, I could see them going towards that, but I mean, you brought up Quiddy Pay. I, I do like Quiddy Pay here if he's available, or even a Z, Z Zozo
2: You've got a stable of backs, but why? 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 Get
0: hurt?
2: That's fine. All I'm time. saying like, why have three guys that are splitting? All this time when you could draft Najee Harris or Travis Etienne in the second round. I mean, Najee Harris put up gaudy numbers at Alabama the last two years. All right, let's just go through a little bit. Last year alone, 1,466 yards rushing, 26 rushing touchdowns, 43 receptions, another four touchdowns. The year before, twelve hundred yards rushing, thirteen touchdowns, twenty-seven receptions, seven touchdowns. Dude's putting up unreal numbers. Yeah, he's coming. He's part of that product down there in Bama. But look at some of the running backs they've produced over the last decade. Najee Harris is better than any of them coming out besides Derrick Henry. Who else? What is? Trent Richardson yeah he was taken third <laughs> overall and look at him just bust I think Najee Harris has got everything he's got the full game and having somebody like that pairing him back up with Tua I mean it would make his life way easier and he's a perfect fit for that entire scheme down there <laughs> so here's my my abstract
0: thought as normal uh talking about having why you want a stable of running backs. (laughs) Yeah, when you should obviously be focusing on your kicking special teams. No, that's not what I was going to say. Talking about having a stable of running backs, because as you don't like to talk about fantasy too much, but how do you feel about fantasy running backs on the New England Patriots the last few, I mean, the last decade? you don't do it because you never know who's going to score three touchdowns as a running back on that team. So yeah. Yeah. They, they got those rings. They, they, so they could possibly in the position to where any one of those guys could go off for a hundred plus yards in a game, maybe two of them go for a hundred plus because they're not having that workhorse mentality. Like, Oh, we're, we're good at grinding out 2.8 yards a carry you know, doing what my Niners have liked to do the last few years. Like, oh, we're fine with 2.5. We're just going to run it 45 times. And every once in a while we might break one. But if you got fresh legs in there all the time and you've got all those guys who are capable of dropping 100-plus yards easily, then you rotate those guys in and you might get those weeks where, like I said, they each get 100. I mean, with guys like that, I don't know if it's ever been done. Someone might have to look this up, but it has three – different running backs gotten a hundred yards each in a game no. never okay fact i would that. love <laughs> a fact check that i would love to see that like that's the kind of thing that i would love to see
1: i mean the big thing is when you get that bling it ain't no thing right uh, <laughs> it's one of those things. i'll be Burke, yeah. but going off of what tug said the familiarity with uh with harris that's why i think that waddle's not out of the conversation there at number six you know there's a chance that jamar chase could go but i mean you put to uh with people that he's familiar with he knows Jalen waddle Jalen waddle was the dude coming into this year until devon smith just went excuse my french ape shit on hey, on Dale. the on the <laughs> uh, on, on the college football game i mean the dude wins the highest of his wide receiver i mean it doesn't happen that often and i know Jalen waddle got banged up, but I saw a post recently where it said Missouri said we need to stop Jalen Waddle. Let's make anyone else on that team beat us. And Jalen Waddle went for over 200 yards and two TDs. So I mean, the guy has big play burst ability. And the one thing that you have, I I know that Tua might not be the biggest deep ball thrower, but when you have or deep threat. Devontae Parker's kind of rounded out his game a little bit more, where he can be that deep and intermediate threat. But you've got home run hitters around the board. And Mike Gusecki, I know that he didn't make the best relationship with Tua. It seemed like his bigger outings were when Fitzmagic was in the game. But the guy's an up-and-coming tight end. He's a top-ten guy for me right now. And a full offseason with Tua should really help advance him even further in that offense. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: And the thing is, they're gonna have to have an explosive offense. And they're we we were talking about it before the show about like they're gonna be one of those bubble teams where if they if Tua can do what they think he can do or is capable up. of, even yeah, just get a little bit better that they're going to be a really solid team, and I, I would say they could easily be a playoff team this year.
1: So,
0: they were right, right there. They're, 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 they're. They're the yeah, they could be an 11-win team this year. All right.
1: four, t- four picks in the top 50. You've got, you've got the ammo to get
2: there. Back in 1983, the Auburn Tigers, <laughs> <laughs> the Auburn football team. Uh, they had a trio of 100-yard rushers. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Asher Ross, they did. Bringing it did. back to college. Bringing it <laughs> back to college. Uh, yeah, they rushed for 450 yards. 100 for the running back. Running Man. Back up 100 for the punter. They Wrong, dude. Fullback <laughs> Tommy Aggie. Finished with 24 carries and 219 yards, uh, doubling up what Bo Jackson had—18 carries for 105. Go Tommy, fullback, fullback, Auburn, 1983, best fullback game of all time. That that I think I need to
0: add to my little kicker punter section because I think I also need to have a fullback section because that's what I used to play. So, I mean, we got there's not a lot of fullbacks left out there because that's just not what the game is anymore. Dying it's not, no, we're a dying breed, us fullbacks out there. And I say us because I played up until I don't know, I was 14 years old as a fullback for at least a few of those I, years. Had the I had to hang up the cleats because, you know, I was starting my radio broadcasting career. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Back to the Dolphins. (laughs) Anyways, back to the Dolphins. Shout out Miami. Bring us down there. uh, Dolphins. Two picks in the second round. They got pick 36, pick 50. I'm going to throw out four names on guys that I have highlighted in that range in no particular order. Trevon Morig, safety out of TCU. Big time hitter. Has the ability to make that secondary even scarier. Nick Bolton, linebacker, Missouri. The dude can hit. He is a downfield linebacker. Tackles for loss, explosive off the edge, if needed. Could fill in in that Kyle Vanoy type role. Christian Barrymore. Put him on the D-line. Got Christian, you got Christian Wilkins. Maybe not by not my maybe not by pick 36. Got that bend on the inside. Can create more pressure with. With, with with Flores here, it could be a really good thing because, like I said, they get creative with their pressures. Getting that guy on the inside, and heck, why don't we give Tua another guy from Alabama? I feel like we're just talking about. I mean, most of the guys we've laid out Landon here,
2: Dickerson. Landon
1: Dickerson, bring him in there, center. They lost Ted Karras, went back to New England. This could be a Perfect spot around pick fifty where he should still be available. He's coming off an injury, but the dude is tough as leather. He makes starts. He road grades He's that type of center that I think is a great round two guy that can really blossom into a perennial Pro Bowler in the NFL. All
2: right, since nobody likes my genius idea of drafting Najee I Harris, I don't, I
1: don't
2: hate it. No, 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 no. Okay. So you're clearly thinking we go we we go rusher, edge rusher at 18. We want Quitty pay to get Quitty paid, correct? Yes. Okay. That's not what's happening at 18. Anymore.
1: He's moving up. He's moving up to entree. Status. He's he's an
2: entree at this point. He's not an appetizer. Okay. <laughs> Second round picks. If that's where we're going, we're going. Jamar Chase at six. Pay or Rassau at, or even Aja at 18. You've got pick 36. What do you say we go Javante Williams? Yes.
1: Love Javante.
2: Javante Williams might be the second best back in this entire class. ETN's there. I like Javante Williams. I like him in the
1: second.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 36. I-
1: like etn well
2: yeah he could play great in this system i just like javante williams because he did it all by himself etn had a all-star uh, he had an all-star cast around him on offense and defense i mean javante williams is just hanging out in north carolina by himself but we also saw that happen with uh mitch trubisky and we we all remember how that panned out panned out for about 2.5 million dollars on the bills bench
0: how about an old school guy named barry sanders
2: barry sanders
0: who had to do it all by himself as well (laughs) and continued to do it through his professional career and a guy like that that just has that he's probably been that guy on every team he's been on does that make sense like through high school he was that guy in grid kids before that it's like just hand him the ball.
1: Not high school grid kids.
2: <laughs>
0: we're talking grid kids. We're talking black football before that. Like this guy was that guy on the team the whole time. And then he ended up going North Carolina and he had Friday, to be that guy again.
1: I saw, on, I saw, saw Javante Williams on Friday Night Tikes. <laughs> <laughs> Friday
0: Night Tikes. Yeah. And that's how long he's been doing it by himself. And so you, you give it a guy like that who's, you know, got that heart and got that, oh, I've got to be the guy kind of mental attitude to where he's probably got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder.
2: And, and he does. I mean, he he put up some numbers similar to Najee Harris. I'll give him that. He he rushed for 1,200 yards, 19 touchdowns, caught 25 balls, 300 yards, and another three touchdowns. He had a good year for a That's not quality. good team. He looks, if you watch the tape. He's he, a punisher. He's a punisher. He looks like Gio Bernard looked like when Gio was at North Carolina. They Primus but uh, yeah, pre pre mustache Gio. <laughs> they're built the same. They're 5'10" 220. They're he, He's a bowling ball. He's a little more of a downhill runner than Gio was, but he could be that three down back and then you will still have that stable Adam, but you won't
1: have to rotate it as much because this guy would stay on the field. I think the the tough thing to peg on the Dolphins is they are a great team <laughs> right now. You've got the Bills who exploded last year. They're going to be solid. The Patriots gave the bag to anyone that wanted to take it. I don't know what they're doing at quarterback right now. I don't think it's going to be Cam Newton, but they should be improved. And then you get a fiery guy like Robert Sala going to the Jets. And we've all agreed in our NFC or in our AFC breakdown for free agency that the Jets are a team that we all like. So the thing is, is this division is not getting any easier. For the longest time, it was the Patriots and everyone else. I mean, the Jets had their little run. The Dolphins, when they were sitting there with their wild cat offense, you know, made a play one year. But this is really an up-and-coming team. And you look at it, the Bills are going to have to – we've talked about this before. The Bills are going to have to pay Josh Allen. He's going to get paid. The team around him is going to get worse. The Jets are going to be up-and-coming. Who knows what the Patriots are going to be doing, but they've put out a lot of checks that are going to go to the bank here pretty soon. So, so, I mean, the Dolphins are in a position right now to really make that jump up. I don't know if they can overtake the Bills. The Bills roster is loaded right now, but I could see them doing like, like the Buccaneers did this year, coming through the wild card and just wrecking havoc in the playoffs. Because they have an above-average defense that can get after a quarterback. Their offense is competent enough to do it. And hell, we might see back-to-back years with Super Bowl championships going to Florida. There's a uh,
0: those South Beach Browns <laughs> coming into the playoffs winning games. And that's what that's what I think they could do. Um if they listen to this podcast and actually figure their franchise out then then they could definitely make some moves and they've got all the opportunity to do it holding on to 2 and we wish him the best of luck that boy tear shit up down there like always this is fix your franchise just three average guys being way way above average about about that much And that's our measurements, So you know it's obviously right down to the base. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. We love y'all. Appreciate you. Ya. As always, Adam Dirty, Big Tug, Coach Red. Peace out. <laughs>